Assalamu alaikum, my name is Noor. Welcome, Salam. I'm Rahim. Uh, and welcome to the We Youth podcast. Welcome, um, Rahim. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I don't know. Nothing crazy is going on. I have an essay due tonight. Should be working on it, but... Yeah. I, got, right I got math homework to do. <laughs> and I think the only thing that's special about this weekend that I think I've been looking forward to for the past probably like couple weeks is my cat's birthday. Yeah, she's turning a whole 12 human years old today. And I'm really... Um, kind of shocked at that because she looks like a baby but she's kind of old still um but yeah we're gonna yeah, give her a nice tuna dinner with a candle today hopefully all goes well <laughs> yeah that's yeah she's ancient and a tuna dinner with a candle in it is she okay with fire because my cat at least one of them is just terrified of any anything that is oh yeah yeah i think like any cat she's terrified of fire but this is for, this is like you know one of those things like when you have like a birthday party but like if it's like a baby or something they like don't even know what's going on they won't even remember it but mm. it's for like the parents it's, right? it's like, for the parents it's for me, the parents yeah. the poor kid gets dragged into the the crossfire yeah so i'm sorry to your cat for having to go through that and i'm uh i'd like to congratulate your family on traumatizing your cat once a year every 12 years thank you thank you yeah, I think she doesn't mind it either because she eventually gets that tuna. I mean, like, I, <laughs> people people have their own like their own celebratory kind of thing. You know, it could be that you're you're gonna have like some nice like quiet self care day. You could be having like a your whole entire party or something. I think she just I think she's good with her tuna. But yeah. Yeah, honestly, so I've gone through a lot of stages of wanting to have a birthday for like the past two or three years. I've wanted to avoid having birthdays. And this year, as my birthday is coming up, I realize, you know what? Everyone offers to do whatever they want on my birthday. I should just take advantage of that and, like, make them do something for me. That's mm-hmm. nice. Because if I tell them to leave me alone, they won't listen. So just make them do something with me. Yeah. I, I need to figure out what that is. If I ask them to, like, take me, like, to a place that makes really good pasta or something. Yeah, that um, would be, I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I think one of the main... Um, like i guess one of our themes if i'm gonna say it like a little bit like premature but i guess our theme for today is going to be like the best and worth of 2020 and i think a lot of what i guess my perspective would be is trying to like take control of like your life and like seeing things for what they are and and all that jazz and um and i think i've learned over the past a little bit to like appreciate the little pleasures and like know what you like and know what you don't like and you know what i don't like not baking I don't like coffee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like coffee either. Yeah. I'm it's, glad that's out gross. of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So gross. If you like coffee, no big deal. My brother loves it, but... Wait, this is a no coffee. No coffee, coffee post. No co- Again, you, if you like coffee, don't click off. Yeah. yeah. We still like you as a person, just not yeah, the coffee. Yeah, not the coffee. coffee. Yeah, exactly. Don't put that in our body. Like yeah. any good thing that starts off with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, today's uh, episode we will be using the words um, from Surah Imran ayah 54 and it's Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wallahu khayrul makirin and this says indeed Allah is the best of planners so in the scope of 2020 what does this mean to you Rahim? Tawakkal it's just tawakkal that's all it is really that um, having faith in Allah that he'll take you where you want to go. And my problem, honestly, is that I have too much tawakkul and I don't tie my camel. I'm just like, oh, you know, the camel's there. It's going to stay there. And Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made my camel 
walk away. Um, so I've I'm I've guessing just, I'm guessing I've, your 2020. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm guessing your 2020 had a lot of camel things. Just had like a camel that you were chilling with for most of 2020. Never has never have I ever met or seen a camel in my life. <laughs> like on images in Google, but no, no, it's just. My camel always stays there. It's the analogy, the common one. Wait a minute, Noor. What? You asked me what that Oh, yeah, meant I forgot. <laughs> you didn't even say what it meant to you. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do know. I, mean, I also don't know, right? Like, there's only so many things that we can be in the know of and just things go, go certain ways and you kind of just have to take it at what it's worth. Um, obviously, we know that Allah puts things into place for us and we kind of take that as we see fit or take that with whatever decision making we have. And um, I think 2020 was like a very like culminating year in that in that kind of like aspect. Like we, there were things we were forced to deal with or not forced to that we just had to deal with, you know? And those were just things that ended up, I mean like this is explaining it in literally the most mundane way possible, but things happened, we had to deal with it, period. You know, like that's pretty yeah. much it. And I, I um, think Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. It's it's that um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he gave us he's given us a lot of blessings in our entire life. And I think one of the most interesting things about 2020 is the fact that he took away so many of those blessings that we just took for granted. Like the ability to just go to a restaurant and eat someone else's food that we paid for. That in itself is a blessing, even though we're paying for it with actual money. Like, we're still able to go there. And now, Alice Bontal said, hey, like, you can go there, but now it's dangerous. So these blessings have been sort of, like, soft-locked. And, um, again, I, I, it also feeds into Tawakal in a way that we learned how to deal with those things. But it's also that um, we have faith in Allah that he won't take our blessings away. And when he does, we should have faith that there's a reason for that, and it's okay. And I should listen to... Allah's signs and some people may not agree but I think uh, I personally think that a good sign of staying in home is like 300,000 people dying in America that's a pretty good sign yeah yeah I mean alhamdulillah that we're here now and for everyone listening alhamdulillah and inshallah nothing like too bad happened um Mm -hmm. but again like we try to take everything that we get and I guess see the bright side of it and I'm sure that like even with the smaller things that happened, like staying home, um, there were just certain habits we developed. There are certain things we didn't even see the merit of until we were like put into those situations. Um, and again, that's going with like gratefulness and, and being aware of everything going on. Yeah. yeah and um, I should definitely say it now because I feel like I was being a tiny bit, tiny bit insensitive earlier, but um, hey, uh, I have not lost anyone in 2020, but if any of you have, I'm sorry, uh, and I say that with a smile. I'm always smiling, but um, I'm sorry about your loss. Movies, uh, we like movies. Yeah, this, uh, is, this is something common that comes up when it's not in the script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. good that we should talk. That we're we're kind of hoping that this is something that we can uh, have a formal discussion, a good discourse. Yeah. As let me open up my notes really quickly so I can. Actually, I'm gonna open my open open up my notes on my uh, phone. Okay, so I'm gonna let you start because I think you watch more films than I do. Although, again, I, I love films a lot, but I don't watch them a lot either. Yeah, I mean, 
again, like with 2020, the saddest thing, I mean, even though I don't go to the theater that much, it was still sad taking away the social aspect of movies. And they kind of just turned into this thing that I just did alone. Like, oh, you know, what am I doing on a Friday night? I'm not hanging out with a bunch of my friends because that's not good at this time. But instead, I'm like being like a recluse and just going in my room in the dark and watching a movie I like. And there's like, honestly, kind of nothing wrong with that in in the bigger scheme of things. But um, yeah, I think I my relationship with movies kind of morphed. Um, I've watched some pretty good ones. And sad thing is, is that when you get new to pick a movie, you end up watching some pretty bad ones, too. Um, but I, I won't talk about the bad today. I'll talk about the good. Okay. I think I'll talk like, a, yeah, pretty much. I mean, recently, like the other day, I watched Howl's Moving Castle, which I was—I didn't even mention when you said Spirited Away because um, it's such a good movie. It's so beautiful, and it's just like, it's just Chef's kiss. Like, wow. Exactly. So you mentioned it earlier. I watched Spirited Away last night. I mentioned that before you were recording, and uh, it's a fantastic film. This is the second time I've seen it, uh, and I watched it with my mom. Right, and I was deciding between Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. But since it was my mom's first time watching Studio Ghibli film, or Ghibli, I don't pronounce it how you want, um, I wanted to give her something that I knew was going to be good because my parents are sort of closed-minded when it comes to animation. And I love animation, so I want them to love it too so we can watch it together. I picked Spirited Away, and the only thing my mom had to say at the end of the film was, it was too long, and I was like... What am I supposed to do with you? <laughs> if you didn't like that, we can't watch films together. And my mom has good taste in films. She just didn't like this film, and I'm not forgiving her for it. I probably will, though. I mean, yeah, like, I think I think it, like, going with that, I think it's it's good to say that, that movies during this time really force you to know what you do like and what you don't like. And for me, it's been the, like, journey of finding movies that are just that good, that make you, like, smile in the face of everything happening. And Howl's Moving Castle did that to me. It's, like, it's so pretty, and everything just works out in the end. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, the, like every like just in terms of how the movie was made, it just, like, it feels like everything just melded. And it just makes you feel, like, in your heart that, like, everything is going well in the world. And in the midst of a pandemic, I feel like that's the best feeling, you know? So I really appreciate that. And even movies that are, like, action, it kind of takes you away from the, like, action of your own life and, um, like... I, like, again, haven't really watched that many, um, actually, what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. But, yeah, movies are just a great way of escaping, and I appreciated that. You mentioned uh, getting to know what you like. Honestly, this is one thing that's worth mentioning when it comes to me in movies. I have a, such a hard time picking what films to watch, which is why I never watch any films, because I always hesitate, and I'm like, eh, if I don't really like it, I don't want to commit to it. So I don't watch any movies or TV shows. It just stops me from doing everything. Even like when I'm trying to create a project, it stops me. Different conversation though. Um, what I was going to say is that I watched The Shining recently. You've, have you seen The Shining? No, I'm not allowed to. I'm, oh, no, really? I'm turning 18 in a month. Not allowed to watch that movie. And I'm, and I'm sticking, I'm, and I'm honoring that. Is it a, is it a self self thing or is it? Oh, no, no. It's my brother-in-law. He, he doesn't think it's, it's meant appropriate. Me. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so I'm trying to think about it. It's just intense. It's just intense. Um, but yeah, I recently watched The Shining. It's a very, it's it's a scary, is it scary? Yeah, I guess. Like I was like curled up in a ball the entire time watching it, but I have a difficult time saying it's scary because it's just intense. It's so intense and it's so artfully made and 
Oh my god, it's a genius. We just put together a film. I can't put it in words how absolutely smart you have to be to make a movie like that. Stanley Kubrick went from making... Wait, did he make The Shining or 2001 first? I don't know. Both films were absolutely genius, but The Shining is better, no doubt, by so much. Sorry, Noor, but... It's no, it's, it's okay. I just, I don't know, I feel like the, like these days, horror movies haven't been my thing, but that's just because I, I already, like, again, I'm just, like, kind of connecting this with real-world stuff. I'm just the type of person who's, like, if I'm already, like, not, if I'm already, like, feeling not the greatest about what's happening around me, I don't want to go into a movie and feel actual, like, terror, you know? I mean, obviously, there's a time and place for horror movies, right? Like, there's no... I hate horror movies. You can't... Just, you know. Yeah. There's a certain time where you, like, enjoy them, you know? And, yeah. So, I actually also watched, um... Uh, what did I watch? Ugh, what's the name? It's, it's escaping me right now. I watched... Um, this is a good segue. I watched American History X, which, if you didn't know, it's that one with uh, who stars Edward Norton, and it basically follows this guy who used to be um, like a neo-Nazi, and he had like this giant swastika like tattooed Ooh. on his chest, and it followed him like kind of his journey through like being a neo-Nazi, but then like not trying to get his little brother to follow in his footsteps because he saw like the dangerous path it took. And, like, this movie's pretty old, but, like, I only watched it recently because, um, obviously, there's a lot of, like, mirroring to what's going on in that movie. Anyways, um, but, yeah, I just think that that was a good, that it was, like, a good reflection of kind of what we stand in our place within, like, society and politics right now. Because it is kind of scary, things that are going on, you can't deny that. Um, but it was really interesting to see, even, like, even though it, it was, like, pretty intense it like opened my eyes to kind of the real world consequences to even things that seem so out of reach i was going to talk about the breadwinner which is one of my all-time favorite films the breadwinner is a fantastic movie about um terrorist ruled afghanistan during the war so uh, pretty recent history and it, it it deals with misogyny and um and hope it's difficult to say it's a political film because it's very just isolated, but it's a beautiful film and I highly recommend you watch it, especially if you're Muslim, which most of you are going to be. It's just important to know that, hey, this is what our ummah is going through and this is what it's like over there. This is what our brothers and sisters are doing across the seas. So. Yeah, even even considering like not across the seas, like certain movies kind of open your eyes or not even movies, just certain kind of media reflect what's going on like right next to you in like a new way that you didn't even understand. And I think that was one of the things that 2020 kind of did too, was it was um, kind of this like really close to home, like eye opener to what is literally just going on right next to you. I mean, I know this happened in 2021 technically, but the beforehand like of the capital attacks, all of it's been brewing up obviously for like centuries. And we saw the like kind of rise in, in um, in like hatred and like division all throughout 2020 and like it's important to see how those like divisions kind of played out in like a scary way um uh like think of bernie sanders as muslims a lot of muslims idolized bernie sanders but like of course he's not perfect at all um but he was technically a socialist and he said that he he signed up to be a democrat 
because he had a good reason to because he actually wanted to become the president. Sorry, I'm getting too far into it. Either way, what I'm saying is that don't don't subscribe to a group because when you subscribe to a group, A, you become more open to their ideas and you begin closing your mind to ideas of other groups. At least that's the thing that I've noticed. This is all anecdotal. And then the other thing is that when you subscribe to a group, not only are, are you closing your mind to the other group, but you're also getting an inherent enemy, right? Democrats are apparently now the inherent enemy of Republicans. It shouldn't be that way. We should look at each other as people with differences but want to work together. Why is everyone so antagonistic? Because you fall into these groups and now these are your friends and those are your enemies. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah, and, and I think it was hard to just be like a person in the midst of all of it. I mean, even me trying not to be on social media, the times where I were, was when I was on social media, it was kind of like, I was just flooded with this, like, um, this sense, like, even though I understand, like, being politically active, and I understand having the need to speak out against what's wrong, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that, like, 2020 showed me a lot how intense those can, how intense those things can be, and how kind of unhealthy they can be if you're, if you're not taking it in the right way. Like, you can be informed and, like, do actions that um, will help, like, an oppressed people, or will help you know, other people, because that's what we're expected to do as humans, as Muslims, as just, you know, people living in this world. But at the same time, I think it's it's one of the things that I didn't really appreciate about 2020 was that, like, it felt at the same time that everything was, like, the highest stakes ever, even for someone who's, like, a teenager. And that stress isn't really that best sometimes. And it makes you feel like if you're not doing everything that everyone tells you to do, you're, like, failing in a sense. And it just doesn't feel good. So, like, I don't know. I, I think that that was one of the things that was, like, a guise of, like, all of the political uproar within 2020 was that you were, like, forced to take this action or you were forced to, like, go into, again, like, what we were saying, a group. When, like, in reality, everything in that kind of sphere was intense in and of itself. Even if it didn't harm you, even if you weren't being harmed physically, like, it's a mental turmoil that, that was just kind of hard in that sense. I'm a person who prides myself on not being like suscept that susceptible that susceptible to social pressures, and I'm not saying like oh my god I'm such an independent thinker because I'm the lot like I'm yeah I'm the lot I'm a human I get influenced and whatnot, but um, when it came to all of this going on, I found myself increasingly just using Instagram a lot more. Instagram is something that I don't like using a lot. Um, uh, but I just found myself on it every day for at least like 20 minutes, which for me is for me is more than I usually use it for. And I'm just scrolling through it and for the like, I usually never look at people's stories, but I was looking at people's stories. I'm like, oh, there's all these things going on. People are saying all of these things. I occasionally posted stuff and I, I don't really post anything unless I'm promoting some content or something. But um, occasionally I'll post something I'd be like, maybe I saw something that I actually believed in, I would post it. This was like once a week. Or maybe if I saw something that sounded not that credible, I'd search it up and I'd post about it. I'm like, hey guys, I don't know how credible this is, but I checked and it seems like it checks out. So whatever. Um, where am I going with this? Is that, it's exactly as you said, honestly. It's just, a, it's, it's pressure that people put on you to just fight for, the, fight for something. If you have to yeah. stand up or if you're not standing up, you're part of the problem as well. It's that, hey, you're against us if you're not for us, which is a hive exactly. mind and a little bit fascist. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to like I'm not going to sit here and say that standing up for what you think is like right is a bad thing because it's not like obviously it's we not. all 
like we all have a, a duty and like a responsibility to do to like stand up and and if we have a platform that we can speak out against them but when it turns into this culture of like of just having everything all the time everyone it's, it just gets too much and and um and i think one of the ways like i guess we were saying that kind of these like forming groups is bad one of the ways i think that 2020 was good was that like we were able to find groups where it wasn't like we had a specific goal in mind, but we all had the same mindset, which was like, I think a better way of going about like forming a sense of community and something. And, and one of those things was, I think Ramadan, especially because oh. like, um, we were put into a situation where we couldn't form like physical, like masjids or physical Islamic centers or anything like that, where we could pray together and, and fast together. We were kind of like, we had this kind of virtual community, right? Well, on our own physically, you're right, you're right, my bad. Yeah, we had to like band together on this like spiritual level, right? And we had to make sure that we were doing our, like our duty to make sure we're safe, but also make sure we're following through with our like Islamic um, duty as with fasting and everything. And it definitely was not the same. And we had to like compromise in ways that we maybe didn't want to, but like in the end, we were able to see that like, as a Muslim community, we persevered, or even as like, yeah, like yes. not even your local Muslim community, but like your, your, like the Ummah as a whole. Well, yes, but then the question that is asked is how? So, like That's how, true. like what did we do? Like, um, I know I prayed a lot more with my family. Yeah, same. Uh, we did a lot more prayers in Jamaat, and then we actually did some. Taravi, I forgot what it was called for a second. I'm like, oh no. Uh, but yeah, or Tarawih, whatever you want to call it. Taravi, Tarawih. I like Tarawih more. That sounds way cooler. But yeah, I think that, I think it's it's okay though. We cut ourselves some slack for like not being able to do what we could. Like, yeah, in a masjid, you could have prayed like 20 rakahs, right? But we were at home. When you're at home and you eat like four times as much as you do at a masjid, you can kind of see where you can get that fatigue and everything. And and even like feeling the sense of like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm only doing, like I'm alone in this and I'm not really like as strong as I could have been if I was like actually there with my friends or anything. Um, but like, again, I think that like, I think that like lonely resilience is again, like one of those like overbearing themes of the year where you're like, you learned how your own like strengths and your own weaknesses and like this Ramadan I tried running like before Maghrib or right yeah right before Maghrib and it was really hard but like alhamdulillah like I was able to find a way where I could do stuff that I usually did with my team and just kind of morph it into my own life that fit um but yeah yeah uh for me like when it comes to like camaraderie between friends quarantine didn't change anything for me um, you guys can figure out why I don't get out much. Uh, so socially, not much changed. And um, but I really appreciated this Ramadan, especially because of this solid solitude. It gave me a lot of time to think about what Ramadan is. And maybe it's just because I grew a little bit older and a little bit more mature since last Ramadan. Like everybody does every Ramadan. But uh, just thinking about it. I eventually came to the realization that, hey, like, instead of becoming a super Muslim in every Ramadan, and I know some of you have come to this realization way sooner than I have, but instead of being super Muslim during Ramadan, just be your ideal self that you can reasonably accomplish throughout this next year and just consistently be that for a year, uh, for a month, and just try and continue it the rest of the year rather than 
reading Quran like every a surah every day, which don't don't let me stop you from doing that. Please do that. But for a human being like me who sucks, I can't read a surah every day. Um, and trying to read a surah every day in Ramadan could work. But why do that when I could practice being an ideal form of myself? And that's the one of the big things that I got out of Ramadan, just thinking about Ramadan and, instead of just myself. But it's been a while, so I don't remember. Yeah, and even even thinking of like smaller things like praying every day, it's obviously gets a lot easier when you're home all the time. I mean, I know some people obviously like I'm not I'm not going to try to like make anyone's problem smaller or anything, but I think a lot of people are finding it easier to be consistent with their salahs because you're just at home every day. Um, well, different challenges, different people, but yeah, yeah. I would think mostly I, I know that there was a point in quarantine where I had a difficult time uh getting my prayers in on time and uh alhamdulillah i've been praying my prayers consistently for a little bit while for a little bit a little while now but at that point it was not good but alhamdulillah, I'm better now, like, yeah. you also have to think of like ramadan and literally being in the kitchen all the time you know just like looking at your food i mean even at school even if you were like tired and you were around other people who weren't eating you weren't faced with food like if you wanted to, you couldn't just go down to the cafeteria and like, oh, smell all this food. Like you could, you had a little bit of restraint, but if you're at home, you just, just like even, oh my God, I can't even, like speaking of Bella's birthday today, we literally was like, I was feeding her sometimes and I was like, you, you get to enjoy your tuna. And I don't, no, I don't eat tuna that much. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that, hey, like, my mom's cooking like that's that's good stuff and in ramadan we shouldn't but like they go all out so and you can smell that across the house mm -hmm. it's it's crazy uh, like, it's difficult cooking, like four hours before maghrib and you're like why <laughs> honestly and i don't know i was i don't know where i was gonna go with that. i was gonna pull michael scott Ooh, i was gonna say oh about like okay what do you think about people going all out in ramadan when it comes to food because i know we all eat normally but when it comes to ramadan i feel like some people just ah oh, man i'm gonna have all the best foods every day for iftar like what do you think about that i feel bad for whoever's cooking all that food i had to cook a few meals in ramadan and it's not fun like you can't taste any of it and you're just forced to just work tirelessly to make sure everyone else eats on time and everything so i mean if you have the means to sure and make sure you're not wasting any of that food yeah. but personally i would not want to be the person cooking all the food every single day yeah. i okay yeah that that's a really good way to think about it i probably should have been thinking about it that way but what i was getting at was um that ramadan is right it, it's a month where we're supposed to be exemplifying all of our best islamic values right uh one of those is being like humble and humor and instead of you know eating humble and humble food we go all out and have all like our extravagant pastas and the best of like fancy biryanis which biryani is a pretty simple food but still it's like you're having all of these foods that kings and queens would eat and uh yeah i don't know it's 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 one thing that is worth thinking about that i think about a lot like every iftar while I'm eating amazing foods, I'm like, I should be having it. Oh, but it's so good. Blah, blah. <laughs> That's definitely a mood. But you know, yeah. we have we have the next Ramadan to look forward to. And perhaps so we've grown a little bit. It's like what, 
um, well, I don't know, by the time we're recording this, it's going to be like a little bit over a month away. Um, but inshallah, we learn a bit about like how how we deal with it. And hopefully by that time, we have a few less restrictions and maybe we can get together with like another householder or something like that, have a better like sense and see friends that you haven't seen since two years ago in Ramadan. But I know yeah. a lot of people are going to be throwing parties out there. Uh, not going to say anything about that, but it's hopefully they're vaccinated. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. And hopefully they didn't get their vaccinations un unlawfully yeah. or unjustly. Yes. Which is super common in California. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, guys. I'm not vaccinated, which is a good thing right now. But get vaccinated when you can, lawfully yes. and justfully. Yes. Justly. Justly. Yes. We're going to end the podcast here. Um, I'm sure you guys have already gotten tired of us uh, oh. long ago, really. But... Uh, Assalamualaikum, everybody. Uh, make sure to subscribe to all of our stuff. And uh, if you subscribe to all of our stuff, you'll be getting updates on not only Minna's stuff, but we the youth as well uh, when our next episodes are out, which should be like bi-weekly. And uh, we're probably going to be having more guests on soon. So you won't have to listen to us anymore. Uh, <laughs> any more than you have to. Um, so follow us. And ooh, 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 next episode come back to see what our least favorite food is yes um so in case you haven't noticed we the youth is a production of minna the muslim youth of north america they have a ton of resources for young muslims everywhere like this beautiful podcast that we are currently doing um so make sure to check us out at minna national at minna national on instagram or minna.org i'm not nur i'm rahim i'm rahim (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like a... <laughs>